What is going on, you guys? It is time to motivate and happy new year. This is your amazing Buddha Bear host, Raysel Hemingway, back at you again with a whole new juicy topic tea and more of this unbreaking news as it's been going on. Let me get on to this, you guys. On January 6th, as we already noticed, we saw a crazy thing that happened at the cap at the Capitol in Washington, DC. As you kind of notice, the Trump supporters, known as the insurrectionists, I call them insurrectionists and domestic terrorists, as we kind of sit here and say, broke in the Capitol Hill building. I don't mean they walked in this motherfucking bitch. They literally, literally went right on it, broke on in, raised all havoc in hell because they are upset about the votes that happened because Donald Trump literally got fired. Yeah, I said it to all people that do not like how how I feel about this. Who gives a toot? This is my opinion. This is my show. This is exactly how I'm going to say and voice my opinion. Because I don't know what the hell is going on. But this really, people really showed their ass. And I can really say to this is that I, how I was feeling emotionally, I was like, I was pissed all feel type i was pissed hurt you name it (laughs) all the emotion above and i'm just sitting here like this with my glass of wine watching this i'm like yo these damn people really broke in the building like really literally broke in without a problem and apparently there was no backup like even the cops were trying to guard the doors I'm, I'm watching the video and i'm watching the footage how more closely i'm paying close attention how they were trying to push back the protesters and it's the the whole the whole situation was just wrong i was just like shocked appalled i was like really white supremacy at its finest i'm just like this and not just that, it just really, it really took a chord to me. So it was just like this. They can go ahead and get away with murder, but then on top of it, if we did something like that with Black Black Lives Matter, we would be shot dead with no questions asked. It would be a whole different situation. And I know it's just not me that's just feeling like this. A whole lot of people's been feeling like this. And it's just too it's just really too much and it really shows how broken our democracy really is in my honest opinion it's like it's a thin line and it's it's like it's been bended and it's all because of a stupid ass pain in my ass stupid crazy my ass let me take that back i don't want to make no bad causes not your whole ring get killed oh my gosh but i'm gonna speak my mind on it all because of a crazy president that couldn't take take a hit hey he lost he can't admit that he lost so he wants to have a little temper tantrum and ask his followers to do his dirty work and now slowly one by one they're getting arrested um and also i've heard that five people have died i didn't want none of this stuff. i did not want none of this stuff to happen but at the same time I'm kind of happy that it things are being revealed. It shows that white supremacists are run over the country and we now have to suck it up and deal with it. Before I even get into the depths of this tea, into the background, this episode, 
we are going to take a little itty bitty break and we'll be right back right after this wonderful little break don't go nowhere well don't go nowhere now hey get your tea get your hot chocolate get air get your popcorn together because we're going to be in for a juicy juicy episode you don't want to miss this time to motivate nam your whole renge kill y'all mm. Welcome back, y'all. Oh, my gosh. During the little break, I had to chant a little Daimoku. I had to really chant to really bring clarity on what had just happened and what's on everybody else's heart. I want everyone to feel safe. To all my peoples that are joining in this wonderful podcast show, welcome. I am your Buddha Bear host, Rachel Hemingway. I am the goddess here to give you realness all the way through. And I want you guys to really like think how you guys are feeling. If you want to ask questions, please hit the Buddha Bear up. You can hit you can DM me on Instagram on Ray Evolution85. Or you can hit me up on Buddha Bear Talks the Podcast, which is my podcast page. So you can hit me up with more telling you guys how you guys feel. Cause I really want to hear your honest, dope opinions on what's your thoughts on this, how you guys are feeling, what's don't be like just don't keep everything and just be i can be that open ear for you and to all my people that wonder what daimoku is daimoku meaning saying that it's chanting nam yoho renge kill over and over and over and over as you kind of know i've mentioned it before i've been a buddhist for over 12 years and it's been really much been my lifesaver and i met some incredible people that's in this organization called the sgi usa shout out to all my silver gakai family that's hearing me out right now and also i just want you guys to really be aware and know that you guys are not alone we're all in this together and picking back what i was saying before we went on break swinging back um i was saying that I just, I, I couldn't believe that it finally, like, it it was on national TV and the whole world was watching. And come to find out, they broke into the building. And the thing that pissed me off about it was that there was even some of the police officers that was even helping them. Some of them were off duty, I heard. And on top of that, we also had some of the senators that were involved in it. I wasn't really shocked about it because they were mad about how democracy saved the day once again once the people have spoken and with that being said it really showed everyone's true colors has been shown it also shown how the country was broken democracy was bended it showed how it was run by white supremacy and right white privilege really still do, does exist and if you don't think that it doesn't exist, ah, you need a big wake-up call, honey. It's been around for a minute. And it also proves to show that systematic racism still does exist. And I'm just happy to really be like, I'm happy that I'm slow, like researching more and reading more what's going on. And all this time, and it's funny, I was reflecting back. I said to myself, I think this was like what? last year or the year before i was saying to myself i wanted my own business because i didn't want to feel like working as a slave anymore it's like being like that is like i wanted to and you know i'm never scared to work hard that's not me at all i always work hard bitch i juggle three fucking jobs 
and bitch is not easy and with the pandemic it really brought back a perspective like to myself and saying hey am i happy where i'm at um this is the chance to really like is this is the something you want to really do this was the chance and i'm happy that i took the first step forward and taking action and say hey i wasn't happy one two i wasn't filming the jobs i was in even though i ended up quitting because long story short i really wasn't as happy not knocking nobody names down or nothing because that's not me i'm not gonna be messy like that because all i do is chant for everyone's happiness for everyone to really win and also bring into perspective that don't ever be scared to stand up for what's right well as you kind of notice that five people have did pass away including a, a, a police officer in washington dc he passed away and, and another woman that was involved in the trump um riot um she was a former military like i think she was in the air force and she got shot in the neck and died from her from her own wounds and not to be funny or disrespectful i don't feel any remorse because it really like because if we went out there on the state capitol when we did black lives matter last year in the summer national guard all the police officers were all enforced and intact with this that what just happened on january 6th was an insurrection like no police officers they were un, like like they were under they were like short man like they were short-handed and nothing was not organized no national guard no nothing it took them three hours to disperse the national guard it took them three hours i don't know why it took three hours but when it came to black lives matter which we don't destroy capitol buildings or anything we we get shoot we get shot down even we're walking across the street just minding our business all we wanted was equality and this is what we was taught this whole insurrection at what happened at january 6th is the reason why we were processing and speaking our mind we want equality all we want was equality that is it what is that so damn hard about to ask for equality i don't get it it's like y'all want to play oppression with one another and that's and that's another thing we got to stop oppressing one another i mean to all my black brothers and sisters we have to stop oppressing one another we need to learn to accept each other's differences suck it up unite together come together because right now as we already know what had happened nigga i just paid me a box of popcorn and drunk me a glass of wine and watched the whole shit show from a distance i was just like this Mm. I ain't shocked. I have no feelings, no nothing. But this really needs to show teach us also a lesson that we need to unite and stop judging each other's um judging each other's um differences. Cause we're all not the same. We're all very different. And second of all, <laughs> this is what I wanted to get off my chest. I know I'm all suffered a lot of flat behind it, but I part of me was like i wondered the all the trump supporters like the rappers and producers that supported trump i wonder if they also paid attention to what happened on that tv and if they did i hope this really wake your wake you guys up it don't matter how much money you make because when you we all hit that ground in a casket in about six feet underneath under we can't take the money with us so I hope this really open your eyes and really be like, okay, this man just over here bluntly saying like, doesn't give a fuck about nobody. 
he really does. I hope this really opened your eyes and give you some clarity on what's going on. Because I know there was some rappers. I'm not mentioning no names. They know who they are. I hope they watch that whole insurrection shit too on, on January 6th. Uh, and apparently, I guess they must have watched it because they ain't been active on their Instagrams or Twitter and stuff. I don't be on Twitter much, but I'm always on Instagram. I see people ain't been on the Instagrams because they call them clowns and shit. So, hope this wake them up and teach them a little lesson because I, I never understood people that people of color that voted for Donald Trump. I don't understand why they voted for him. They're like, oh, he's about business. But you also know that he doesn't give a fuck about you. No matter if you're rich or broke or anything, he just don't give a fuck. So with that being said, I get to be like, I'm glad I didn't vote for him because I ain't stupid. I never voted for this fucking narcissist, jackass, bigot mother effer. Hey, people, sometimes. Oh, my God. I need to take a sip. Mm. yes sir thank god it's not wine i was drinking some glass of lemonade that glass of coconut moscato wine could be hit me to the tipper so in this wonderful episode my humble homegirl my co-host elena elena you all know her my elena kitty cat mrs pinky e queen shout out to her you're gonna hear me and her get into this wonderful conversation and she you're going to hear her honest opinions and you're going to hear my honest opinion what's going on so basically everything i was mentioning you guys in the intro i've been saying inside the conversations and then my home peoples carla kelly and my homeboy and cuz lex they joined me for for the wonderful con buddha bear conversations as well so when we get on into it, when we get back at this little break, we're going to jump right into the Buddha Bear conversations. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to really pay attention and listen to everyone. Listen to them how authentic and honest they are, too, on top of it. Including me and Elena. You know how we always do it together. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Love y'all. It's time for Booty Bear Conversations with your amazing Booty Bear host, Raycel Hemingway. Time to get back with the combos. Tea time. In this conversation, you're going to hear me and Elena's honest opinions on how we felt on the domestic terrorism at our nation's capital on the current events that had happened on January 6th. Hope you guys enjoy and please be aware. These are our personal and sincere, honest opinions. Please enjoy. Hey, my sis. Oh, what's going on? What's good, boo? What's good? (laughs) (laughs) Another dope episode. Gosh, you already know what it is. Time for more of the Buddha Bear Talks conversations and Buddha Bear Talks the podcast. Yes, my homie Elena is here, you guys. My fans, Buddha Bear fans, she's back, back again. That's right. Y'all better know it. <laughs> Hope oh everybody's doing well, man. All these crazy current events we got going on. Oh, girl. 
we're gonna get into this conversation when we sip into this tea. Mm. We like I was telling my audience, we was talking about the Capitol riot that happened last week, which was very crazy. Which was just like the most shocked. I was on my computer screen looking like the fuck. And I'm like, all these Trump supporters, white supremacists, racists, they were in the Capitol Hill building, just stormed in. And I'm sitting here like this. Right. Are you serious? Like, this is happening now in, on Broadway, like... Like, uh, on <laughs> Capitol Like, literally at the White House, at that. Yes, right, like right there in a government building, like a federal Again, government. I mean, but the White House was not Helping? was not expecting that. Yeah, it was not like they were understand. They was like, but it was like everybody was just like took by surprise, and I'm sitting here like this, like <laughs> yo, <laughs> white supremacy at its finest, and I. All I could do was just sit back and drink my wine and just be like, yo, are you fucking kidding me? But if it was white us, like black supremacy, white privilege, privilege, white mother freaking privilege, man. Because that was ridiculous. That I was... don't know what in the Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't know what in the Halo. I don't know what these people have been playing. But the, the the circus act was real. Oh, yes. And I was sitting there drinking wine like this. I said, I'm glad none of my people was up there. I pray none of my people was up there because I was like this. Were you you talk- know, it was always one. Supposedly, there was some footage of, you know, other other um ethnic groups there. I mean, a Trump supporter is a Trump supporter, but it's like, again... You know, because we were speaking about this. And mm-hmm. if this was the Black Lives Matter movement, it would have been a whole nother setup, man. We've been shot dead, no excuses, no questions asked. And there's no one, nothing can tell us. No man can tell me shit or tell you shit. White mm-hmm. America was on, the world was watching America at its full moment. Like white supremacy being run by the fine by its finest, and I always said this: the government wasn't shit. I always said it. I said my opinion: government ain't shit sometimes. Exactly. We move these people in place just because Biden is the president doesn't mean that we're not supposed to make him work. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't just fall under the impression of hope and then let the people do what the hell they want to do because that's obvious what the fuck. This orange bitch is doing letting people do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know what I mean? Like this is this shit is crazy. Like you, he like the battery was placed in the back of these psychotic people. These insurrectionist assholes. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna stomp over the building. We're gonna take over. It's a Facebook blocking our ghost. And I'm saying like, um, the people spoken. They sick of the shit what's going on in the country right now. Like, are you serious? You gotta be fucking kidding me. I mean, I'm gonna be very honest. Like, again, it really, it really goes to show, you know, what America is about. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The in, the unfairness, the fact that 
You know what I'm saying? The double like, standard. The police. The double, yes. The double Thank standard. You. Thank it's you. Plain I even, double standard. Yes. I couldn't even find the word just now. I'm like so blown away. It's like, okay. Like, I don't get me wrong. I was sitting back. I was telling my people, okay, because if anybody knows me, you follow any of my pages, I am a black proud woman. I was telling my people, you better stay the fuck up out of that. It ain't got mm-hmm. nothing to do with us. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? This shit. So the spoil, like you really are that mad that you guys lost a boat? Mm-hmm. Wow, this is fucking incredible. You're mad because your racism has to be put back in pocket? Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm really lost. Like, what is it? It's I, I it's like I'm shocked. And at the same time, I'm not surprised because this has been going on for, for a long time. I was going to say 100 years, but I was like, nah, this for a long ass time. And it's really, it's really got to get people to wake the fuck up. Like, this is America in its real terms. The whole world saw how broken we were. They saw how democracy was on a thin line. And even with everything that has been going on, it's like it's a bunch of double standards. And like I mentioned it before, like, hey, white privilege is, is being shown. And it's sad that all the kids, everyone saw it, including the kids. What got me, I was watching an interview on MSNBC where they was interviewing the children, how the children felt behind what happened. Some of the kids were even asking, like, yo, where's the police? Where, why aren't they stopping this? Where's more support? Where's the help? And I'm sitting here like, don't y'all think that these kids are watching this? And they said, are they, are we safe? That broke my heart. There's nothing you can tell me. That What up, you guys? This is Ray here, and I'm here to tell you about the Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make a podcast up to date. To make it break it down for you, it's free. It has a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. It will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listening ship. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is time to motivate. Oh my goodness. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Technical difficulties, we're back. Like I was saying. Yes. Like I was saying where we jumped off, bopped off. It was, I was saying like when the kids... Well, asking the questions were like, oh my God, where's the police? Why aren't they? Where's more help? Where's the help? Where's the support? It broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I said, don't y'all see these kids are watching what y'all doing? And they were scared. So what does that tell you? Maybe these people still think that they can have the type of influences that they had as far as their parents having influences on them to be acting like a bunch of assholes in the street today. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's obvious them people down at White House had no type of home training. 
they definitely ain't have no proper raising. Okay, like period. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm I'm just I'm just I was full of emotions, Elena. When I was watching it, I was just like more like besides shock, I was like this. I said, uh, I'm glad none of my people were up in there. Cause they were like who and now what's funny on top of that, the FBI is searching. They arrested they arrested some over a hundred people so far. Cause it was a whole I think it was like more than a thousand. In my honest opinion, and, and we definitely gotta say thank you to these bastards and their technology. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wanna have cameras all over the place and facial recognition and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for y'all crazy ass technology thinking that it was gonna backfire. You know, back up on us is actually backfired on y'all dumbasses. Like y'all was out here, <laughs> no mask in it. In the no office, picked up, you know, uh, taking people mail. What the fuck the lady mail had to do with anything? They took Nancy Pelosi's, like, writing a note on that. This man was putting her foot, his foot on her desk and writing, like, notes and threats and shit saying, oh, we, this is not going to end. And I'm, I'm going, I'm sorry to say this, but this is only the beginning. And mm. it is, I feel like it's more yet, to, it's more to come. Well, I'm going to keep it real. Um, keep that shit out the hood, man. <laughs> because we don't, we don't play that shit. This is, it, it, it's just amazing to me. Like, I'm really, I'm really, like, lost for words. But at the same time, like, my loss for words is, like, it's almost expected of these people, these irrationalists to act the way that they're acting. You understand what I'm saying? Because the weight of the Mm -hmm. world is not shifting in your favor. When if you truly paid attention to the fight for power, your bitch ass is right along with us in that cooking pot of I don't give a fuck about you. You understand? It's only about them Mm -hmm. and their fucking money and then them playing with your mind thinking that you have any sort of value in this world. You understand what I'm saying? We value ourselves. We mm-hmm. value the things that that we do that are important to us. You know what I'm saying? If we if we put that type of energy, you know what I'm saying, into the proper things, things that we were doing, you know, um, deconstructing that that pyramid where there's only one mm-hmm. type of people getting everything and then all of us at the bottom fighting to get to the you understand like this the world probably would be a little bit better Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right i think things would have been better off if they would stop this whole rich people that are rich we ain't gonna help the help people out nothing like they still being so fucking selfish can't get the words out my damn mouth but it's like the rich versus the poor and it's like the rich is not giving the rich is giving us like penny like table scraps. Mm-hmm. D- d- nah, it can't work like that. That whole insurrection, that whole riot, should wake the fuck everybody the fuck up. And like, okay, y'all, hey, this is what it is. Even our allies are saying, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, it still exists. Racism still exists. We've been trying to say this to y'all for for years now. We us black 
told, been telling y'all this is still going on. But it's unfortunate and because, it's sad. and I had to, it, it, it was like a reality check. Um, when me, you, and Ashley were together in my house, and we were mm-hmm. all just talking, and it was just basically like, you know, as far as allies go, like, truthfully speaking, when, if the heat came to it, like, we'll have to drop our allies just to be on our own, and it's, it's crazy to think, like, you know, of an all-Black community, because we don't have that, and every time that we have it, they It'd be taken you know, away or be copied. Not take it's more or less eradicated because there were black communities in New York. You had, you know, Central Park that was once a black community burned down to create a fucking park. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, you have um, Tulsa. Tulsa was a a, a a wealthy black community, financially mm-hmm. equipped burnt down to the ground because of assumptions of somebody who in that a white woman. Like, what the fuck? What? Like, why is it? I mean, it's really interesting because I'm someone that just loves all people, but like, is it really that time for us to just focus on us? Like, just black people. Like, wow. Who can we trust? It's like we can't trust no one. <laughs> and my honest opinion, like that whole, like, it felt like at times you can't trust anybody. But because you know me, I love all people too. I am mm-hmm. not discriminating against no damn body. But this, this is what's been coming on. And you know what's funny? I don't know if I was telling y'all this. I was telling my other Buddhist friends this too, as well. I was like, I was chanting for the truth to be revealed. I was chanting for all the negative bullshit to be put out in the open. All the mm. systematic racism that work, all the bullshit dealing with work, our com- on companies, racism, and and the government. I want it all to be revealed. And once it get revealed, I want everybody to shut the hell up, pay attention, take some fucking action on what to do next. And accountability. Oh, if you are too. part of it, because I heard a story, and I don't know how true it is, but I heard a story during the protest of. Uh, a black woman who normally takes, you know, that route home down in D.C., mm-hmm. walking home, and she was just, like, attacked through that Trump mob. And um, there was a guy in the midst of it, I guess he was, like, bear-hugging her. Some people thought that he was holding her for the attack, but there were um, stories that also came out, speaking of the man trying to, like, save her you know, he used his body to cover her and let her know that, you know, he was going to get her out of there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, it's just like, this, we, we as a, a whole need to see what the problem is, come together as a whole, or, or, Really, just live apart and leave our motherfucking territories alone. Seriously, they have a yeah. Because it's obvious when we come together, there's a problem, but it can't be a problem because we're fucking here. We're all fucking human. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's less human than the next. Exactly. So, if we can't live together, give us our own motherfucking space and leave us the fuck alone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that plain and simple. Because you know me, I could coexist, but if you act like you can't coexist, then get the fuck out. Dick. But also, but this right. is like, but also right. at the same time, this is the time for people to like really pay closely attention and mm-hmm. really learn to unite and accept people's differences. I was sending a picture to an Instagram where it showed a picture of like black people and white people saying, um, I think I said it on Instagram mm-hmm. and it was saying, it was saying a black, there's like a black couple or something. It was saying, stop oppressing us. And the white, it was like the white people were saying no. And then when it came, it was another type of black people, like black team, but it was LGBT saying the same thing, stop oppressing us. And then our black brothers and sisters said no. I sent that picture out. Yo, they, they, they totally understood what I was coming from with it. They was like, nah, that's some true facts. And I was sharing it from a friend of mine I follow on, like a friend of mine I follow on Instagram. And I said, I'll send, I'll share it with you. I'll send it to you after this. But mm-hmm. it really like it struck a chord. It was just saying basically white black we were being oppressed by some of the white supremacists and the stuff that we were going through and then lowering down us oppress us black people being oppressed by our own our own peoples. So we're oppressed like oppressing each other. So the goal mm-hmm. behind it was the, saying, yo, stop oppressing us. It's time to unite. We just like you said, we need to fucking, you know, stop. We we need to be able to live in a unison. We're all mm-hmm. here. You understand what I'm saying? And more of us people that want to live together exist more than these fucking arrogant um, only white power assholes. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's way more of us than way more of us that want to live in unity than people that want to live just in their own bracket. Um, and truthfully speaking, like sincerity honesty like that's what's going to keep us living in unity being honest being open mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying being acceptance of other people's differences yes acceptance of other differences mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, that's the only way that's yeah, a big it, one. that's the only way it's going to work but it's not going to all happen in one day it's going to it's going to take some time but this I hope this waits everybody be fucked up because I'm whoa I I be honest with you I dealt with similar some of the bullshit back in North Carolina I'll never forget it being 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 bullied and shit and going through the stuff like I would never thought the stuff that my grandma went through and some of my my aunts that they went through back in their days we're like we're going through it now but now it's being exposed i'm hoping this gives us a chance to really create value behind it behind murky water like like the lotus flower always blooms in murky water the murky water is all the obstacles the darkness the bullshit but then the lotus flower blooms and always in cause and effect it blooms in beauty that's such a beautiful thing it's true i we was studying about it me and my um my Buddha, my Buddha family, we was like, 
when we do our study, like I started, I get some of these seats from the Living Buddhism magazine that I get every month from the SGI USA. Yeah. And I will get, like, I will get gather some study materials because ever since during quarantine, I started digging in deep. Because before I wasn't studying from shit, I studied here and there, but I was always on the. Now I took a minute and took a pause and said, oh, this is what's going on now. I started connecting the dots. And that's when I had my voila, right. my aha moment. But that's and that's another thing too. You you just keep it in point, baby. <laughs> I, okay, we be rambling, we be chattering, but, but but if you listening, we be really saying some shit. I just want y'all yes. to know that. So you just said another thing. Education. When you are not sure about something. You mm-hmm. well, I ask questions, ask questions, bitch. Ask questions. <laughs> You're not sure, because let me tell you something, white folks. We done studied you for a very long time, okay? Because of you, you know, the, the arrogance of the culture. Mm-hmm. I've been studying you since preschool, okay? So we know all about you. Which is why we don't have a problem getting along with you. Mm. Right? How about you take your sunny delight ass out of the fucking clouds of wherever the fuck this privilege is. Right? And just come into what you like. The studying and the reading and this, that, and the third. And literally study the culture of us. Or maybe this is why we're gingerfying so you can't study us. I don't know. Okay? Sorry, I'm too loud. Nah, keep it a buck fifty in here. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. But Yoga. <laughs> the, study us, understand us, and respect us as we've been doing you forever. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> the fuck? I'm sipping my damn wine while I'm, <laughs> I'm sipping my damn wine, listening and observing. I'm not even tipsy. I'm just like, this. let it out. Let I'm it go, baby. Let little it go. baby sips. If I wasn't doing laundry, uh, I'd be sipping on that Moscato coconut you introduced me to, my love bug. That is my ish, girl. That's my go-to. Whenever I have a, a, a crazy hard day at that channel, whatever, I do a little sippy sit and do a little thinky think. It helps yes, me think. Exactly. And <laughs> remember, 21 and older, beautiful people, we're not encouraging you to drink. Uh-huh. If yeah. you're a young star listening. Yes. Okay? I don't play that. <laughs> I don't play that either. Don't you drink. If you're 21 and older, drink. Take a sippy <laughs> sip. Not drinking drinks. Exactly. Like classy <laughs> sips. Like, no drinks. But y'all, <laughs> you a mess. You know I'm a dang on who and a half. Mm-hmm. I ain't never gonna change, but I'm gonna keep it honest and be opinionated as much as I can. I do my damn research. Yes, Lord. But yes, dear. but it's like I I had to share this because I was like, yo, if it would have been us, we've been shot up dead with no excuses said. But this is now I'm happy things are being revealed. Like my prayers being answered. I love being a Buddhist. People that are spiritualists, I hope your prayers got answered too. I'm glad your prayers got answered. You explained for this to be revealed too. 
Hallelujah. In the name of the chocolate shop of Holy Spirit and the cookies, honey dips, and all that shit. That's Listen, I may not, I must, I may not have prayed for, because I'm telling you, all this chaos is honestly really annoying at this point because I'm like, you guys are doing all this and what's getting resolved? Nothing. Right back to when you okay? started. This is a fight. This this fight, you know, as far as the attack on the White House and the attack as far as government. Where you guys wanted democracy, now you don't. I don't. Okay, I don't know what you want at this point. I don't. I don't fucking care. The point is, we're all here. There's a majority vote that wants democracy. That wants this. Fuck this. Uh, Joe Biden. Like, just let's just move on. Let's move forward and do what we've been doing. And transform. I don't know why it's right. So to bring it back, it's just like all this chaos and noise is like fucking crazy. I'm not even going to lie. I wouldn't wish for this. But what I do know is that we're on our way out of a curse. And (laughs) you motherfuckers need to understand the spell that is cast over Mm -hmm. us. Black people. Mm -hmm. Okay? I had a hymn on that one. I had a hymn on that one. I have okay. to, to all my people, to all my allies. We know who we yeah, are. And to all my allies that's been supporting us. We recognize who you are. I we, I love and appreciate all of y'all. Thank you for having our backs. Because there's people, I was even on TikTok. I don't even be on TikTok like that. I'm on TikTok more a little bit now besides Instagram because, oh, you'd be amazed how you hear some of these amazing TikTok influencers talk about this. And they be enraged. They be pissed. These even some allies. Because it's like enough is enough is enough already. How many times are we going to go through this motherfucking conversation with you motherfucking I want to control everything ass motherfuckers? You can't control human beings. We can't control babies. Mm-hmm. We're not fucking slaves. What makes you think as an adult you're going to control another adult? That's Slavery not going to work. Slavery is done. Slavery is over with. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's time to snap the fuck out of it. I don't know what la la land y'all in. Figure out way. Matter of fact, figure out and stop your dumb shit. But to all my allies that's been supporting mm. us, I love and greatly appreciate y'all. Thank you for always being understanding because there's not a lot of people that vote like like them either. There ain't no other people like that sincerely understanding besides who we know besides that. But I'm just greatly appreciative. I said thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. Because I'm glad they standing up. I'm glad it ain't just us standing up. They're standing up too. They stopping the nonsense. And I love them. I love my TikTok influencers. They're so mad. Shout out to TikTok influencers, darn it. To all my TikTok influencers, to all my people <laughs> I follow. I'm sending love to y'all from Brooklyn, New York. All from NYC, from the Brooklyn, the Bronx. All the way around the world, I'm sending my love to all of you guys because thank you for listening to us. Because I don't think we would have been gotten this far along if y'all wasn't hearing us. Yes, yes. And again, Ray, you already know I'm always gonna show you love at the end because you know if it wasn't for you, you know, stepping out and actually saying that you wanted to be a podcaster, actually creating a space where we get to mentally decluttered. Like you guys, you guys listening in, you guys know this is like 
mentally releasing. It's also mad, like, therapeutic feeling. Sometimes you need a space where you could curse and just yes. let that go. You know what I mean? So I just want to say thank you, Ray, because, you know, through this pandemic, through COVID, through this attack on government, like, I can't honestly say that I feel sane in a sense because I get to come and speak things out with you. So thank you for the space to be free. Of course. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to create space and to create value. How can I over here create value and happy peace and world peace and shit? And if I don't keep it real with y'all, I want everyone to feel welcome. This is what being part of Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast, being part of these conversations is to actually help people to vent out their frustrations. This is why I will always want to invite other guests to be on here. If you want to be a part of this conversation with me, Elena, and Ashley, with the Buddha Bear family, send us a shout out. Go on our Instagram. Go to t- uh, Elena's Instagram. Go to my Instagram. My Instagram is RayEvolution85. Go to uh, go to Elena's That's um, right. Instagram. Imperfectly imperfect underscore glamour. Come on. Follow her personal page. You want to tell them your personal page to Elena? And yes, beautiful people, we would love to hear from you. So my personal page, Elena underscore Latrice. Um, I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Um, and again, I'll direct you guys to Ray because you already know he's the king of uh, the podcast. So we got to make sure everything is awesome. Um, we would love yes, to hear from you. Yes, we also love to hear from you. Please, I'll say this in every episode to you guys. Start setting in questions and, really and reviews like... Send in your questions. Ask questions. You want to be part of the show? Hit us up. DM me. Or send me an email. rh3360 at gmail.com If you want to join, ask questions, or just share your opinions. I'm here. We're all under construction together. We're not perfect. We're just a bunch of booty bears in an imperfect, perfect world that's trying to make it and break through and create value in all our businesses and breakthroughs. That's right. So with no further ado, um, I'm going to raise up out. But again, Poppy, it's always amazing having um, this experience with you. Podcasters, um, listeners will definitely be. Yes, we'll be right back. Thanks. Always, as always, Elena, we'll take a little break. We'll see you in a bit. Later. Later. All right, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful Buddha Bear conversation with Elena and myself. Next up is with me, Lex, and my songstress homegirl, Carla Kelly. Man, I love this second part of this conversation. I was just absorbing everything that they were saying, and I've learned so much new things as well. You don't have to take my word for it. Go check this conversation out. How's it going, Carla? Hi. How are you? I'm good. I am. Um, I'm gonna plug my headphones in. I set up my mic. Yes, I hear the so, power. I see the little red light is on, but I don't quite know what that means just yet. But I'm gonna find out in a minute. You're like my oh, first person I'm using it for. Oh wow! Mm. I feel so loved and happy. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, I can hear you still good, all clearly. Can you hear me all yummy and happy? Yep, absolutely. Oh my gosh. My buddy Carla's back. My sister is back. Oh my God. Oh yes, my Buddha Bear fans. Our home, our amazing guest, Carla Kelly, the songstress mama herself. Yeah. She is back on the wonderful Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast. And yes, girl, we are going to be talking about this insurrection that had happened in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Every child, the whole world was watching, watching, shocked, pissed, mixed, filled with weird emotions. And at the same time, drinking a glass of wine, like I was telling my other co-host, Elena, I'm just thinking like this, yo, this just is happening, right? And I'm like, because if we did this at Black Lives Matter, we've been shot up dead. No excuses. No <laughs> They'd have got us before we, the first so, barrier wouldn't have been breached. <laughs> we were back, pat, pat. We wouldn't even got past that shit. We would have been like... <laughs> it had been like higher learning when homeboy <laughs> picked off Deja off the steps. <laughs> oh, sweat. Yo, like, I wanted to really get into this, and I'm also waiting for my cousin Lex to join in the fun, because that's our Buddha brother. Oh, my gosh. Like, he want to get some tea into this one. But I'm going to start it off, like, I want to ask you, like, in your honest opinion, how do you feel the whole thing that happened with the insurrection? What were your emotions like and how how are you feeling behind this? Okay, so I was amused and conflicted mm -hmm. because I was looking for the same guns and bullets and water cannons and smoke bombs and all of the, the SWAT gear and the zip ties and all that stuff they did to the Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm -hmm. I found myself watching the videos looking for that stuff and it never came. Mm -hmm. So that, that was that was interesting. And, you know, and as a person who's about peace, I felt badly being like, but where's the punishment? But watching the way the same police officers had no problem just brutalizing people of color and, and working people. And definitely a lot of kids got, got hurt during the protest, tear gas in their eyes and stuff. But you let these locals who told y'all they was coming to shoot the place up, get as far as they did. Like one visual, they want the police move the barrier. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> and then I got angry when I realized that things that there was, there was so much inside help. Like the fact that all the panic buttons were removed from Ayanna Presley's office and like certain people were told not to come in that day and they planned to hurt people. They they planned to take hostages on that Senate floor. They they did. They did. No, I believe it. Because all I the electors were going to be there. So like I got angry. You know, none of that could have happened without inside help. Absolutely none. So, you know, I went through a range of emotions, but I was amused watching all of these newscasters trying to spin this type of stuff. Like, America is not all this all the time. But, <laughs> that was, I was like, that's cute for you, sis. The denial. What an outfit. Hmm. Yeah, wow. what a nice skirt. <laughs> Why rocking that denial? Like, it's winter 2021 fashion week. Like, wow. Man, Carla, I would have sent up there like how you was upset and pissed. Y'all, I'm sitting here drinking looking like wow oh like, yeah wow 100 like, it was me bourbon and twitter 
it was me and the coconut Moscato wines looking at the TV laptop screen, just kind of like the fuck, like double standard at its finest white supremacy <laughs> and privilege. It was right in front of the world to see. And the thing that got me, I was telling Elena, I was watching MSNBC, I was on YouTube all flipping day, trying to get more details, like what the hell, like what's the inside scoop? What the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Coming to find out, Carla, it took them three hours to get extra backup help from the for more police, National Guard. Right. What? Cause what color is the mayor of DC? White. She's black. It's a black woman. Oh, I thought you just were white. I no. ain't know. That's why when they the original request for National Guard support went ignored. Damn. That's, I love that clarification. Thank you for that. Because I'm thinking, mm -hmm. man, white? No, nope. like, what's going it's on? A black woman. <laughs> black okay, woman. good. Relatively young. Wow. Yep. Young, young? Relatively. I mean, because you can't run for office before a certain age, but she got to be like 45 ish, a little older than me. Mm, that's not bad. Young, 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 young. To be oh, in politics and already make mayor. Yeah, I think it's really great. But yeah, it's a black woman. Oh, that's what took them so long. Wow. Did not uh -huh. know that. I'm learning mm. this news I go along. Gross, isn't it? <laughs> I can't even. It's like I'm so speechless, Carla. I don't even like. I'm just looking at the. I'm looking at it over and over again, like how they got on, like how they got into the Senate. Yep. And, and just their foot up. Broken Nancy Pelosi's office. Like, yeah, we're coming for you. But that's like, because they took a tour a couple days prior. Like, the level of inside jobbery of this whole thing, anyone who thinks that them yokels were allowed to breach the Capitol like they did without help, they're being willfully ignorant. Hell yeah, to the T. Yeah, the, the white privilege debate got settled once and for all that day. <laughs> Oh yes. That's um, Yeah. I won't legit I, I won't have I won't have a conversation with people who are even remotely in denial about the prevalence and the insidiousness of white of white privilege. I I I'm not even like a I'm not even like touch I'm not even I can't I ain't touching it because that just it pissed me off that bad because I was just like yo like I felt like it was planned. But I was like, yes. I, I wasn't. Until you proved, like proved it to me, I was like, okay, absolutely I was bugging the fuck out. I wasn't bugging out then. Nope, it absolutely was. And the more the days unfold, you get to you start realizing that people sent, like, what you call it, Clarence Thomas's wife, were amongst the people who helped organize some of the buses to get quote unquote conservative quote unquote MAGA students to the Capitol. A uh, sitting. Supreme Justice's white wife, because he's black, because you know, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> anyway, mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas's very white wife, Jenny, was mm -hmm. a part of the people organizing the funds to get them college students to the Capitol. I'm telling you, they knew they wasn't going to get shot. Because if so, if you thought that there was any danger of something painful happening to them kids, you wouldn't have sent 80 buses of white students. I'm telling you, inside job. Oh my God. Oh ugly. my goodness. Ugly. That's and it showed and the thing that got me, like even though the whole world was watching, it showed how broken our country really is. 
run by white supremacy, one run by white privilege. And it's like- And a bunch of apologists and enablers. Hell yeah, did on on that one. And then Mm -hmm. what made it hit home for me, because I almost teared up a little bit. I was watching on MSNBC on YouTube how the- they was asking how the kids were re- how the, how the kids felt when it got to them kids. <laughs> some of them kids were asking, "Okay, why aren't they more police or more people like coming to protect and back them up? What's going on? Are we safe?" And it, it broke my heart, and I'm like, hmm. "Look, are, excuse my language, fucking watching this. How oh. can y'all sit back and just?" The embarrassment. <laughs> How can y'all sit back? That's all right, because the kids had, they say, have and, you heard? They were turning their relatives over to the FBI. Oh, yes. Go to Twitter, y'all. Go check out the no-fly list. So many young people saw their relatives at the Capitol and was hitting them with the disu, sending pictures corroborating who it is, naming names. One girl posted the message she sent to her uncle who was at the Capitol, who when she was protesting in support of Black Lives Matter had a whole bunch of stuff to say. She was like, so we'll let you know. I forwarded your name and information to the FBI. Get fucked. Oh, yeah. On TikTok, the kids are turning in everybody because they've had it because they got pepper sprayed this summer. Remember this. They got brutalized this summer by the same law enforcement that let them yokels take the speaker's podium. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw the, ch- the children are mad. They are not all right. The kids is all right as far as the revenge they're seeking, but as far as how they're feeling, the kids are not all right. They're not sad. They're angry and embarrassed. And they have every right to feel like mm-hmm. that because I was, I felt embarrassed. I felt like embarrassed a little bit because I was just like, yo. But at the same time, I'm like, ah. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> that was the time that I made. <laughs> what y'all expected it? What y'all expect? Like, we've been telling y'all these white people, these privileged white people are savages. We've been trying to tell y'all white privilege begets white frailty, weakness, and entitlement. The fact that they never got told the word no and never had to learn how to live without the things that they wanted because their skin kept getting them in. They didn't get one thing. And these spoiled little brats with guns came up in there and decided they was going to wreak havoc. And they were allowed to do so because some of them actually are elected officials too. They have friends. Oh, they had a whole bunch of happy buddy friends going in. They had like a bunch, even some of the senators yep. were like, they start, start prosecute, prosecuting. I'm like, come on, Nancy, get those motherfuckers. Here's the, thing. here's the thing, though. Here's my gripe where I want to make sure that we as black folks and we as so-called progressive thinking people don't get it twisted right now. Right now, there's not really two government parties. There's not a whole, they're not Democrats and Republicans. You got the pro-corporate world and the non-pro-corporates. The ones who are bought and paid for by their donors, whether they they got a, dem, a D in front of their um, affiliation or R, those same people are letting the money folks drive the policies that they're putting forth. Them same people who keep calling Trump the enemy, they okayed three military influx budgets in a row. Mm. Three. The same wars that are always exacted on black and brown countries and black and brown people. 
Wow. They upped his, they, they okayed his defense budgets. They okayed all the tax cuts that they made for the corporations. But I thought y'all was supposed to be a party of the people, Democrats. I thought you were against big government spending, Republicans. Mm, so these people are playing games with us. And, you know, what I find is really dangerous is that when we talked about this before. MSNBC mm -hmm. is in on it because Joe Biden, who is a segregationist and a racist, and incompetent. Check his record. I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. Everybody, please Google Joe Biden's legislative record for the last 40 years, the 40 years preceding him becoming vice president. That same bill that militarized the police, Joe Biden wrote it. It was called mm -hmm. the Biden crime bill. So I really need us not to think that a former segregationist crime bill author and somebody who was known as a senator from MBNA and MBNA is a credit card company. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to think that this man has a progressive or people oriented bone in his body. He does not. And Kamala Harris do not be fooled by her either because she used to lock up parents when she was the, the, the district attorney in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. She used to lock up parents if their kids were truant. Interesting. Okay, so, and laughed about it later, only to turn around and lie and act like she used to smoke weed when she was in college to music that didn't come out at the time. Kamala Harris will say whatever is politically expedient to make sure that she's in the room where the powerful people are. So I really need us not to be out here twerking in the streets about Joe and Kamala. This was not an accomplishment. The only thing that we accomplished was getting the toddler in chief out of office. That's it. Mm -hmm. We got nothing else. Everything else we want. We got to become like the Tea Party did and just like tearing up the Republican Party to get what they wanted. We got to stop being such a, such a bunch of punk bitches and demand something from people that we elected to make $174,000 a year while some of us are getting evicted. And losing our, yep, losing all our apartments and houses and losing yep. our homes. And I'm using the word evicted to represent all of the other like catastrophe. Because remember, a whole bunch of things have to go wrong before you get evicted. Mm -hmm. That okay. means some kind of people are one catastrophe away right now from being in the streets. And Joe Biden is like, well, I don't really think that student loans, only $10,000 should be forgiven. Really? Y'all just gave 1.75 trillion, like the Republicans, the government just opened up 1.75 trillion dollars in the pandemic. After they gave us those little raggedy $600, they uh -huh. gave corporate America 1.75 trillion with a T. That, mu that much money? God. Yes. Damn. And those corporations, rather than keeping people, keeping people employed and making sure they could cover their salaries, they use that money to buy back stock in their companies. That's some shady so shit, man. We need to we talk a whole bunch of shit about all of these other countries like oh America's so powerful. Well, some of these other countries, they would have been in the streets by now. This wouldn't have gone on. They would have been demanding resignations. We would they would have been been shut this party down. So I need America and Americans to stop allowing themselves to think that because we have a couple gadgets in our houses that we're not one minor emergency away from us and our 45 inch TVs being on the fucking curb. <laughs> and that's real talk. I'm not being pessimistic. These are just the facts. And you know what? The facts don't care about our feelings. So it's the truth. It's basically the truth. Everything you're saying is right.
You've been keeping it a thousand. So I'm just kind of like, damn, I'm I'm learning so much more. Cause it's funny, I've been researching. I'm like, ever since we had our last conversation in, the, in our racism episode, I started brushing up on some reading and learning some more new shit. And it's mm-hmm. starting, it's starting now to make a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. now I'm on. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really hard. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that we all get to decide what um I'm like I, I don't know. I think that the law the more we wake up, the angrier we get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just but you know, once you're asleep, then you can stay like, oh oblivious. I think people who are apolitical, that's privilege. Anyone who can decide is privilege. I don't care about politics. I don't think about that. Sweetie, politics influences the food you eat, where you live, what schools your kids go to, the groceries, stores near your house, and the job, your protection for in within the eyes of the law, who goes free. Like politics rules everything around you. P get the money. You know what I'm saying? Like politics, you have to be political. Actually, being black, being poor, being gay. All of those are political issues in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all of those are political issues in and of itself. So just having the courage to live authentically is an act of resistance. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You know, so, you know. I just- Amen. <laughs> Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Carla. Hey Ray. I literally just got I literally just beat Sean Soshima down and busted in and heard authentic living just by having the courage and living. And that's really what blackness that's is. What I think period. Every day I walk the street in my black skin and decide not to bow my head or quiet my mouth when I know I'm right. That's an act of resistance, in my opinion. Same thing with the brothers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just the the will and the glory to be. You know, that's where that's where we are. And and to be unapologetically, you know. Um, honestly, I think that it's all about not even allowing them to colonize a mindset where, you know, you don't have that unconscious double consciousness always happening to you, where you're only contemplating yourself through someone else's eyes when you when you do it so often and so second naturedly that it becomes that you're in that box that you don't you know taste or even see or feel but you feel it all the time but mm-hmm. is that you've made yourself fit into it rather than you know it's yeah we agree with obviously and at its essence because we are in a, a society that was built to be a fractious and obviously we're seeing it become a fractured one um, that we owe it not only to ourselves, but to the honest, ultimate realization of what the promise of this nation always could have. And by rights needs to become, I mean, we built the rights of black people and their entirety. So that's where I am on it. I totally that's exactly what it is. 
what I was talking about more though was like, of course we built it, and of course, you know, it's ours by right. It's not even a man. It's not even a matter of oh, you know, where should I be? Like we have earned our place more times than anyone else. Period, and it's that. It's that complete, um, it's, a, it's a paradox because we are in it and we are of it and we're not, right? And that's the, par- that's the paradox of blackness in America and blackness as, as a being. And um, my, my family in particular, I'm a first generation immigrant. I'm the first generation here to be born as an American, but I identify way more with my Jamaican roots and with the African roots that they connect to, uh, than I do with, with America. But when the more I see it, America is where the idea of you know of race, race as the the tipping point of race as the issue. It's where they not only perfected it, right? Well, well, that's just it. No, like the idea. It was that was actually a guy I just found this out over a month ago when I was watching a yeah. TED talk, talk. The guy's yes. name is Gomez yes. de Zorara. Okay completely look it up. He's the one who put that together and made that a thing. And, and basically so- it was a short shrift to allow them to, to go in and do all the heinous okay. things that they were going to do. But this is the same kind of stuff that happens when they, before yeah. any genocide. Okay. But just Gomez is a writer, Portuguese, uh, I want to say not just cartographer, but philosopher and a writer. If you go read from the He's beginning the one, by Ibram X. Kendi, right. it's six page, 600 pages long. He details that account. Whatever what Lex is saying right now, you can find that receipt in either reading Stamp from the mm-hmm. Beginning or the novelized version of it by um, Jason Jason something or other. Mm-hmm. He, he took um, Ibram Kendi's book and turned it into a novel. Lex is actually telling you a fact that can be located and verified. And also read How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi because he talks about Desirara in both of those places. Okay. I just had to back you up with the receipt, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate and love you for that because guess what? I want to have a podcast with the best reading list. I want a podcast that has the dopest reading list and the most informed like listeners and black Buddhists in and of themselves building. You know, I'm all on that. Literally, alliteratively speaking, yes. black Buddhist That's, building yes. is where it be the best. <laughs> um, but factually, but factually, since we are li- we are literally living out, you know, making this paradox actually no longer be a paradox because it's not a paradox to be, you know, not only in pursuit of, you know, happiness, but to be able to have equal rights. It's funny, like uh, we've seen, it's not even funny actually, but there's a comedian I know, uh, name's Jay Farrow, and he was talking about in his set, he was talking about how other people, for instance, a lot of people in the gay movement, they're looking, they're talking about equal rights. And black people have been asking for and looking for civil rights. We're not even not even talking about equal rights. We're looking about equal rights. And all of these, of course, are under the umbrella of human rights, which you know are being violated in and out from even before the inception of this nation. So black people, you know, request not even requesting, but pointing out the inconsistencies in the nation the is honestly what has always been what leads to our nation becoming better, becoming stronger, realizing and recognizing where our where our demons lie and not giving those demons the speaking of demons, do you know that demons have babies? But what we've seen in the last four years is 
people running to that. Yes. Did you know that demons can have offspring? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I know the demons are what now? Huh? Who, what, huh? Okay, here's why I'm saying that. Because you're mentioning the demon. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Um, from a biblical thing, yeah, from like a biblical thing, yes, like, I was aware of that, out. but more like mythologically, not guess not who, actually, guess but who, yeah. Guess who, so, who's yes, the offspring of, of Jim Crow? Go for it. Hmm. hmm. The modern day offspring, offspring of Jim Crow, I would have to say that if Jim Crow is coming up out of the Civil War and Reconstruction, nope. um, I would I'm guess it would be South African apartheid. I'm, I'm talking. You talking to KKK? When like, I was in talking? South Africa, I got to speak to a. You know, I just got to learn some things when I was there, and I of learned course, that of the course. architect of apartheid in South Africa, when they were trying to figure out uh -huh. what they were going to do in order to take over this land and like create the myth that is theirs, they came to America. Right. And they studied Jim Crow. And what they did, yeah. they reproduced the codes and the laws and everything, but they fixed one flaw that Jim Crow had. Jim Crow and Reconstruction had one flaw. Everybody was living together. So the designers of apartheid in South Africa, they realized in order to make this thing be in, like, intractable for generations, they also had to segregate the people on the land. So, so apart, yes. The Bantu, yeah, the Bantu right. stand. So that's and, why uh -huh. Soweto, Southwest Township, can't go past these certain, where are your papers? The, the poorer right. sections. Like, there's a whole thing. So they learned from um, Jim Crow during Reconstruction and then went to South Africa and reproduced everything they thought that the racist in America got right. And they came up with systems to address everything that they felt like America missed. Is that ugly? Right. That is very ugly. <laughs> demons have wow. babies. Even demons It's the ugliest. It's the ugliest. And right, of course. Of course. And that's why, you know, there, there are two things. Um, the first being it's our responsibility being born here. And even if we're not born here, it's our responsibility anywhere we go to, you know, not only speak truth to power, but to take action in ways that deconstruct of where power is being misused. And the other point is not only that we are we're editing ourselves and, you know, speaking that out and, and acting upon it with others, but it's essential that we create our own methods and means of building ourselves as individuals and ourselves as communities that are empowered and that we define ourselves for ourselves because I honestly believe that that's the only way that we get over only being a reactionary and only being you know, on a war footing because it is a war that we're fighting. I'm not saying we don't, um, then the, but I think it's a war of ideas. It's a war of what people um, are afraid of they're becoming once a social order that they that that puts them in a position of advantage is fully deconstructed 
and what that would mean for them and 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 theirs and that's what they're afraid of they're afraid of the loss and that's what we're seeing the, that's what we're seeing the response to because they don't even realize that they already thought the concept of whiteness was established their differences are people got erased in the press right. to establish like the, white skin as dominant so gone went being polish gone went being italian there was a mass erasure in order to establish the systems so right. they took a lot a lot of things were taken from people with white skin as well but they just Agreed. really thought that they got a good bargain like no you didn't because the poor among you are in the right. same mire as we are except they're subsidizing your continued poverty and your diabetes and your poor education system and stuff. They just talk crap about us. But with you, you right. get your food stamps, you can get your truck full of like Walmart goodies where a black or brown family will get sent away. In an urban center while we pay more taxes. Right. Shit is real crazy. They don't even understand how these people, how they get done. These racists are playing them against themselves and their own best interests. Stop. You're absolutely right, Carla. And that's really where I'm coming into it with the attitude that, yo, like this system doesn't just end up hurting black people because black people are a sort of like a weather vane for what happens to all people in America. It happens to us first. It happens to us more. We're more sensitive to it because we are at the not just the fringes, but we're also at the center of what this is what affects this society. So look at this pandemic where some of the ones I was looking at uh, the census.gov COVID receipts. Um, and they were saying that black and brown people are 2.8 to 2.9% more likely to catch and, and you know, about uh, like twice as likely to die from it. Um, you can look at those numbers for yourself. Um, of course, because of the, you know, the medical care is not the same. Like we live in, in a medically apartheid, you know, situation. And that's been documented in a million different ways over you know, the entire existence of the union and even prior to it. But where I'm looking at and what I, because I literally have my little daughter playing next to me as I you know, have this conversation with you guys. The win for me has got to be twofold. It has to be spiritually recognizing that all the crap that they try to tell us about who we are, them attempting to define us and have us only ascribe to those definitions that we need to recognize as crap. The things that they try to tell us about what be what blackness is and defining it in opposition to whiteness and making whiteness everything that's high, holy, and pure, and blackness everything that is not. Um, it's our job to you know to recast that. But more so than that, it's also our job to establish those long-term. Uh, institutions, those economics, those institutions of thought and those institutions within our own groups that affirm and provide real solid foundations for us to be um, both stable here nationally as individuals yes. and as families, but able to connect internationally because the tools have never been more accessible, but what we're using them for is the most important aspect of it. And that's why, you know, even uh, even taking on, you know, various spiritual identities uh, and us speaking here as black Buddhists, you know, we are, I would say we're not, um, we're, we're a rarity, but we are not 
um, we're, we're not isolated. We are not the only ones stuff, out he here. Needs to be black. And like, that's one thing I constantly. Sorry, I cut you off. I'm piggybacking on you. Oh, of course I not. I constantly find myself at odds, you know, in my in my right. spiritual community moments. Where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cute, but you understand that I don't just get to stop being a black person because this is the thing that's right. Like, like you understand, like, we have a common right. thing Right. And I know y'all, y'all right. was talking about seven. Talking about the 10 factors, right? Right. So my newest argument has been the first of the 10 factors is appearance. Right, of course. Right? The last of the 10 factors is their consistency from beginning to end. Of course. So that, of course. So that means if my appearance from beginning is black, to end yes that means my nature is black my entity is black my power is black my relation is black entity yes, your power factors that yes exactly exactly and i completely co-sign yeah. that i completely co-sign that so i appreciate it Right, as, as you well should, because the the whole way that the entire place was put together, and not just America being put together, but as you so eloquently stated, um, has exported this idea of you know the suitability of the races and what their capacities are to the rest of the world, and it has done so in a million different ways, um, and some of them have, have been just outright pernicious. And of the others of them have been you know, just in very subtle ways, but that still affirm that same hierarchy. Absolutely. And we've allowed it so, so I'm out to erase it. I'm out to erase, contest, and deconstruct all of that. And we're here to help you with our various platforms because the truth has to be told as many times as necessary to where it drowns out all of these other lies we've been fed. So I really, I'm glad that talks like this exist, like Buddha Bear, like Black Buddhist Building or whatever this beautiful um, concoction is that you come up with. The more of us repeating the truth and speaking truth to power, the less the lies can uh -huh. stand without challenge. Yes, you're absolutely right. And what we've seen um, I'm not sure if you uh, two have had the good fortune to see uh, the social dilemma or um, really look at um, some. Well, I'm sure we've all been, you know, taking in the news, uh, hopefully not too much um, so that it's gotten to be a negative force in our lives. But simply looking at what we have seen in America over the past four years and coming to that culmination on January 6th, yep. it's the effect of lies being recirculated, emphasized, and, and fed on a daily basis from a position of authority to those who want to be affirmed. And when those, when those lies are affirmed from literally on high, what we see is the result of them executing one of the greatest hypocrisies in deconstructing their own representative democracy, but believing that they're doing so in the interest of liberty, that they're doing so in the interest of patriotism. They're all blue lives matter, right? We, we see how much they care, they give a damn about blue lives um, until blue lives don't agree with them, right? Right, and I, yeah, word. And, and yo, like, I'm, I've talked to, 
I know you, I don't know what your what your friend verse or what your friend's fear looks like, whether it's you know really an echo chamber or not. If you only have people that agree with you, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, as as they well should be. Um, they should be diverse, and the disagreements should be passionate to the point that people like I had a, a friend who I've had since the early double O's, maybe O two or O three, and I was that she was actually at this function and that it turns out that they are Trump supporters. And it turns out that her mom's a Trump supporter. Now, my friend is a black lady whose father happens to be white, her mother happens to be black, and she's married to a lovely guy who's from Guatemala. Trump don't give a damn about none of these folks, but he has them somehow um, affirming the ideas of entrepreneurship and self-reliance, which you know, in theory, sound good, but which in actuality, America has never actually, you know, taken to in terms of its white citizens. Um, simple fact, I want you guys to remember this. I was actually watching, I uh, can't remember the name of him, but it's from the ACLU. He's a presenter. He's a Seattle, he's a, a Bronx born, no, no, a North Carolinian, but he is a lawyer who practices and has been practicing defense law in Seattle for the past like two or three decades. But he happens to have grown up in the Carolinas and, and has an amazing story. He became the guardian of one of his nephews when the mother died and the nephew was from around our section of Queens. So he went, he went from being you know, basically a career lawyer to a parent essentially overnight. And he was like, right, right. And the reason I'm mentioning him to you now is because he was like, I got to get myself, I got to bring myself up to speed on what things are going to, what things are like and what, you know, life is like, because he knows what it was like for him growing up in the South. And he emigrated basically as far North as you can go without hitting Alaska. And he's been practicing law there, but that's a different bag of fish. It's a different deal when you're the, fa when you're the father of a black child or the mother of a black child, when you're a parent, that now has to make it your business in life to not only protect, but direct how this life develops. And what he let me know that I had no idea, and here I am having you know, attended some of the best colleges in the land, having been around folks, having considered myself informed, the very first and the most consistent recipients of affirmative action in America have always been white people. Affirmative action as far back as, as the Homestead Act. Yeah, the Homestead Act, they, they were giving away land and parcels exclusively uh, to white couples all across as they were fulfilling that manifest destiny. And they, were, they, they continued to do this, not only with like the GI Bill and the racial covenants and restrictions that they had that you know, would maintain things like redlining and such, but these are the ways that white people, and even now um, to our own days, like farm subsidies, you actually have farmers up and down all over the Americas that are paid not to grow certain crops. They are literally paid not to work because them having less of a particular crop means that those crops become more rare and it'll drive up the price. Right. Not a lot. And how many black people you know that are farming? Right. Like it's not a gang of, not a language, it's not why? Because very few of us own our own land. Even though black farmers have been growing plants for decades, if we grew all of all the basic crops around the country, so that's a different kind of redlining too. I feel like there's redlining for yes. residential spaces, mm -hmm. and then there's business redlining. 
gets access to uh-huh. business loans and subsidies uh-huh. and right. paycheck protection and all that sexy stuff that some of these other businesses get. Right. I feel like black businesses are often left out of the request for proposals and all that kind of shit. I feel for that too. Uh, well, they absolutely are, and it's simply a matter of not only are we not aware, but we're not in these rooms where oh, these things are being uh, promulgated. We're where these we're not in the right. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I recognize that fact, but I am not settling on it as as the all, as the eventuality for all of it because there isn't anybody walking this. American land that deserves the products of what America has been able to create more so than its more so than its black and brown citizens. There's nobody who has given more to create this this union as it exists than us. Period. So, right to the everything to to the everything. (laughs) This place was built Would you say from the blood, every- sweat, and tears, and we deserve right from the rooter to the tutor. So yep. that's not you know I'm, that's not what I'm arguing about. What I'm simply saying is we must not only demand but we must build ours right here. And as a matter of fact, you know I'm someone who's a proponent of you know Pan Africanism. I'm someone who's a proponent of you know expanding beyond your original borders and seeing the world. And you know, living in other places, I've had the good fortune to travel some places. I still want my my family. I have family that literally lives in other countries right now. Most of my nuclear family lives outside of the U.S. right now, and has been for at least uh, you know for at least a half a decade now that I think about it. Interesting. Of our right to be able to move around freely, but we definitely deserve, should have, and should seek to secure a place here that we not only can call our own, but we own the land, everything above it, everything below it, and everything that comes out of it, and have the opportunity and also the support from the government that has, you know, basically aided and abetted in all types of fuckery. Uh, pardon my French, Ray. I don't, I don't know. I know it's probably a family no, show. All, all types of effery. No, no, I could say it better. All, all types of effery. That's E-F-F-E-R-Y. You know me. I'm, I like to portmanteau. I like to coin new terms. That we not only should deserve um, its assistance, but deserve to be, you know, in, in those positions of power. We are dictating how these major resources, because let's not forget, we are the richest nation in the history of the planet. There is not anything that's beyond our capacity from a financial standpoint, yes. we spend the vast majority of our expenditures on the defense budget. But the thing that we don't defend against is obviously that which is our most hard and difficult to defend against, which is white supremacy and its effects within. You know, from, it's very unlikely that will be that, that America will topple from from an outside opponent. It's a tree that has a, a disease from the root that's rotting it from inside. Yoko Haram is way more dangerous than Al-Qaeda, ISIS, um, all of those Harams, all of those supposed terrorist cells and everything. None of them are more dangerous than Timmy with a rifle and a vendetta because nobody wants to fuck them. White, depressed, yes, correct. Americans are so dangerous, in my opinion. This is just me. 
Mm-hmm. And they get away with it. And I no, like no, you're, you're right about it. And history, history bears you out. That's the issue. That's the issue. Uh, the allowance of, you know, when a, when when a white person does something. Hell, even the guy that killed those other two white guys at the at the protest, Kyle Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. he murdered people and walked by police and tanks, no, and they waved them through. And the people were behind him with a whole. It was still hot. But they didn't oh, stop him because he had the, as George, as, yeah, as George Clooney likes to say, no, not George Clooney, but uh, who's the other Clooney, the one who worked oh, with Richard Pryor, help me out. Paul Mooney, thank you. <laughs> Paul Mooney said he has the complexion for the protection. And that, that's, yes, and that's what needs to shift. Because what, the, what we're protecting yes. is a virus. Um, what what anyone who protects you know white supremacy and the ways that it expresses itself is protecting is the continued sickening of of ourselves as a nation. Yeah, it's part virus, part cancer. yeah. It's a cancer. It's a because virus absolutely. Today, it needs a host to like really help it carry itself out. But the cancer right. part, from like the uncontrolled right. multiplication of the cell. There's no like order to which yes, thing multiply. Absolutely. Exploding and shit. You're right. And that's the metastasis. That's the way that it, it propagates itself throughout the system. <laughs> and it's yeah. a problem. And, and that's why we need to thank stop you for it. saying that because years ago I said Trump is a malignant narcissist. Dang dang. Absolutely. Like, his narcissism doesn't just stay with Absolutely. him. It spreads everywhere. And it infects the nearest healthy tissue of to course. the left and to the right. Like he's a malignant narcissist. It doesn't just stay with him. Absolutely. It travels throughout the body. Right, mm-hmm. if there ever was one. I was like, I wonder if right. it's in the DSM and if not, it should be. <laughs> word. Mm-hmm. Well, well, obviously. Um, but with him, you know. It's that the situation was ripe, and what he did was he he tendered, and he it's like almost he not almost he cultivated and he tended to, and he fed these racist tendencies. He fed these not just right wing, but he fed these narcissistic, racist, division, divisive tendencies to the point that they have now sprouted and are bearing fruit as full-blown sedition that they have yep. and it's murderous if he had never been on the on the jag that he was if the other folks that are in his lineup had not then there would be five more people who would be drawing breath today but the fact is they are not and you know what is the the height of the irony that we are seeing right now is that the very same people who rushed the capital the very same people he swore up and down that he would be walking <laughs> with them to uh you know subvert they are now they are now requesting wait for it they're requesting pardons <laughs> from him and and he and he his phone number doesn't change he can't be reached <laughs> oh, no, what, huh? J-Lo. i don't know right. her. <laughs> uh, huh? who? Huh? i don't know who that is baby i don't i don't know who who uh, crazy seditionist num- number 4,410 on my phone is. I don't know how they got my number. Tell them nobody's home. Right, right. For two more minutes, what you're not going to do is fuck up my family. 
for the job. <laughs> parties. I'm trying to party yeah. myself, motherfucker. I can't be <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to party himself. He he really is. And how off the wall is that? Like there, there's so much. You know what? You know what really gets to me with all of this, uh, with all this effery, with all of this white supremacy uh, taking hold and attempt and people attempting to say it's anything but. It's the logical, the the logical, you know, loopholes, the Ouroboros of how people will put themselves in a illogical twist. Not exactly what everyone sees it to be. That that Trump didn't ever incite anyone to violence and riot. That that he wasn't attempting to stage a coup. That those folks. Oh man, uh, the the one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, go ahead, Carla. What's up? I'm agreeing with y'all. Like, I'm a couple years older than you. When I was coming up, we either refer to that as either pretzel logic or mental gymnastics. Yes. So, exactly. The pretzel logic and the gymnastics. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. They are attempting, like, we see what it is, we know what it is, but they swear up and down that they're attempting to uh, protect the First Amendment. And I actually do agree with them to a degree about protecting the First Amendment because I don't want these folks to drive their seditious rhetoric into the corners of the world where they can't be seen and dark. But nah, I want them out in the open where the daylight can be seen of what they are. I don't want them to be sequestered and, and feel like they need to hide it. I want them to be who they are out in the open. I'll be honest with you. Because they do have the right. They do have the right to talk that crazy talk. And as they do, I want them to know that they are, they, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. And we are completely responsible for what we say and what we do. And the, a president who, you know, invokes and incites riot is also responsible for moving people towards those actions. The literal definition of sedition is inciting to riot against the state. So unless we're, unless definitions aren't definitions, you know? Are you trying to tell people that the rules should also apply to white people? Are you saying that? Are you actually implying that? Do you have the... Period. Imagine, imagine that a, a nation ruled by laws. To be like there should only be one set of rules for one America. I agree with you. That's what let you know. Imagine exactly, exactly that. I, I know it's like people sat down and made an entire declaration of independence to live. Like a, a pl pledge of allegiance, almost that we would be—I don't know—one nation, you know, under God with with liberty and justice for 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 all. Now make me a sandwich, nigga. No, no, right? Yeah. So we know what the problem is. Exactly. So, my fellow Black Buddhists, we know what the problems are. We know what the problems are. What I really want to talk with y'all is how and what do you see, or in a small way or in big ways, what do you see as the solutions like right now, not a day from now, not two days from now? What can I, what are you, what are, what are we doing now? And if you want me to, I'll go Actually, first, you but you can answer the question me, too if you like. Uh, I, let me just go. I, I can jump in real quick. I think there's two phases to it, right? It's what you learn 
for the purpose of changing your own perception and behavior, and then what you do outside of yourself to change the perceptions and misunderstandings and the behaviors of others. So what I did, I'm a teacher, right? So, and I transitioned recently from teaching kids who come from the same environment that I do, you know, AKA layhood. Now I'm working with the children of privileged white people and privileged black folks. So what I'm doing is, is fomenting dissent and revolution inside the houses of privileged people by, by waking kids up in a way that will force them, even though they don't know they're being forced, to continue the conversation at home. I feel like there's not enough points in the game. So how, what I'm doing is using my proximity to affect a different conversation. Because I think discussion will change the way we move. That's what I've been doing. <clears throat> and being unapologetically black right. everywhere I go. So you've been going to those who are privileged and who live within walls. They don't. Well. Right, right, and that goes back to exactly where I entered the conversation yeah, about the courage to live. Well. Absolutely. Oh, okay. That's dope. How about? Oh yes. Um. No, I was asking you, right? Same question. Similar to what Carla is saying, like, wanted to really use this conversation, like, moving forward, like, so we can have this conversation on, like, 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 really, like, dissect and really, like, rip open what, like, what we was originally taught and really look into the reality, like, okay, this, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. Taking each of those, what we learned from the inception and learning how we can transform it and learn to have, have these conversations like okay this is what's really going on right now what are this is now we got this is what's going on this that's what's going on how are we going to sit here and make sure we have equality for everyone without all the nonsense that's going on right at this moment like taking once one day at a time like mapping out one day at a time like doing it right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now. Oh, yeah, wow. absolutely. You know, um, guys, the way that I'm doing it is by raising my daughter to be a to not only be aware of how strong she is and speaking, you know, life and energy into you know my bride, but also planning and making uh, business strides and ways that we can be more self-reliant and, and also paying attention to my health. Um, I yeah, encourage all of us to go and get physicals right. at the very least semi-annually or more often if you feel... Yeah, I'm about to get my first appointment. Right, right. So so we're, we're doing it. Okay, absolutely. So these are all you know small things that are not small because for our health is the foundation of any and everything else we do. And then from there... You know, not only our our mental health, but our spiritual health. Um, Whereas I am very thankful for the strength that many of us have been able to derive from whatever spiritual creed that we adhere to. I am I myself am thankful that I no longer you know pray to or envision you know Jesus and God as as white people, and that I that I don't do that. I'm thankful for that because the insidious the the valuing the other as a deity is one of the most insidious manners in which I, I feel black people have been have been black duped. America. And 
if 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 the, the, yeah. the power sure. that you ally yourself with don't look nothing like you, how could you possibly be empowered by praying to it? And I'm posing that question for Black and Brown America because you know what people don't realize, Lex? The picture of white Jesus that shows up in a lot of materials, that ain't nothing but um, Cesare Borgia's cousin. And he paid money for Michelangelo to reproduce the image of Jesus that looked like Cesare Borgia. As in images of um, Italian, Italian history. So white Jesus... That image that winds up on all these different like white Christian materials, that ain't nothing but a model. Exactly. And it, it goes Jesus. deeper. So that's yeah. So that ain't even right. real. So y'all can't y'all can't be out right. seeing an image that looks that is exactly. And if we know and we know a lot about the Borgias, you can check that out. Right. And we know. Right. And we both know that the Borgias are literally worldwide reputed for being some of the most uh, morally licentious and bankrupt and politically expedient and, uh, and violent folks. Uh, these are the folks who took over and ran the Vatican for, for centuries even. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they were, the, they were the Kardashians of the Vatican. Excellent, excellent. Uh, connection that you made there that's a very great metaphor so so with that um you know freedom is something that we we take both by a decision and by consistent actions so um i've been looking at uh other options um places to be other communities to connect with um and you know um, i'm very happy and proud uh to be a you know a black person yes. um but i also wanted to you know say that we need to guard against uh divisions in and amongst ourselves um as i mentioned before you know me being jamaican my well, wife and her people um they're actually from uh she can trace her roots back down to south carolina and north Car to the carolinas let's say and a particular a particular group right Right. Well, a particular group, my wife literally has Indian wow. in her family that wow. I wasn't even aware of, called the Yemisi. Uh, no, her clan is from, uh, they're part of uh, the Yemisi tribe. And that's just the side of her family that we are aware of. Right. So that's the that's a part of a family that we are aware of. You'll never hear her say, oh, I got Indian in my family because we're not attempting to distance ourselves mm -hmm. from our blackness. But we certainly need to know, we certainly need to know, and the, it's better for us to know where from whence we come. And I'm not saying that we need to know these things so that we can further divide ourselves, um, because I know that there's a whole movement um, of what I've recently heard about called ADOS, which is African descendants of, of slaves. Yeah. And ADOS, uh, particularly in America, um, have I, as I've heard them uh, talking in the past, like the whole the whole thrust is essentially black black people in other places don't understand what we don't understand life like we do, and of course there are specific. Um, there are specific things that we can say mm -hmm. are unique to the experience of black people in one place as opposed to another, but there's definitely way more that connects and binds and bounds us, and that is our blood, yep. than there is that, dis that disconnects us and, and disfranchises and separates really us. And it's, it's super important because for us to remember what connects us and to remember that literally 
the entire establishment so of this is based upon our division. Black people on the same page is actually the most dangerous weapon in the world, which is why they scatter us. You know but my kings, I actually, one of my sisters right. came over so we can build on a concept that we're working on that literally aligns with this exactly. from a female perspective. Exactly. Buddha Bear, thank you so much for having me. King Lex, thank you for letting me be with y'all. Can yes. I be invited back for another conversation about this? This has been wonderful. Yes. This has been amazing. All right. Thank you, my kids. Respect to you too, Queen Carla. Yep. And whenever, yes. whenever it's time for you to have your recording, let me we know. See we see here and love you. Up. So exactly. let's just we keep sure on building. All right. Oh, and happy Dr. King Day. Celebrate the great, right? Love. That's right. Happy Dr. Absolutely. King Day. All right. So I'll talk to you soon. Oh, absolutely. Right. right. You too. Yeah. Happy Dr. King Day. A life well lived. Y'all walk well. Easy. Bye, Bye Carla. All right. So then there were two, Ray. So we're gonna <laughs> well, say I'm peace out or how thank you, what would you thank what would you like to do? You moderate, Mr. Moderator. It's your show. Where you want to take it? I was just listening and absorbing and just like I'm like, yes, unravel. I've learned like so so much. And it's like I'm even though I'm still learning more and more by the day, it's like I'm mm -hmm. so filled with happy and knowledge. I'm just like right. Ah, I'm loving it. Yeah, well, yo, that, that's what we're about. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm your local entrepreneur, actor, activist, you know, father, <laughs> like, just get it done, entrepreneur, MC. So, you know what? Just to have, just hit me up um, at Lex Get It One, at L E X G E I T, and the number yes, one, that's me on the gram. It. That's also me on Facebook. No uh, you can hit me up on my public page there. All right. I sincerely appreciate it, y'all. Um, yeah. So just get at me and uh, keep building. Keep building. Um, thanks for letting me hang out with the Buddha bear. I guess this is the uh, what do they call where the bears go? Is that the bear den? I don't know. Bear cove. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The bear cave. Yeah, bears goes in caves. So we in the bear cave. The Buddha bear cave. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, I've got to go right. take my daughter outside. She gets a little cabin fever. Yeah, I know. Let's Thank go. You, That's what's going to happen now. I hope you guys really enjoy that wonderful Buddha Bear conversations with Lex and Carla, including my homegirl Elena. Thank you guys so much for listening to our wonderful episode of White Privilege and White Supremacy Still Exists on Buddha Bear Talks, the podcast. And we just, I just want to say a little wonderful, itty bitty, show my appreciations to all my Buddha Bear fans out there. And since it is Martin Luther King Day, happy Martin Luther King Day, because you know, still trying to keep his dream alive and try to make it come true as much as we can. I have no encouragement today, but my thing is this. I want you guys to stay safe, stay home, stay safe. You got to take what you got to take care of because Inauguration Day is coming. Please be safe, be wise, and always, always keep your head up. 
in the words of the Buddha Bear Ray Ray, it is time to motivate. I see you guys in the next episode. Peace, y'all. And don't forget, it's time to motivate. Ha, 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 ha.